Welcome to the tea show. Oh, thank you. I am your host, T, and tonight we're going to dive into the Two at Tea series where we talk about people who triumphed against all the odds. Can you guess who this is, Two at Tea? She was born on July 1st, 1971 in Portsmouth, Virginia. Her father, Ronnie, was a U.S. Marine at the time of her birth, and her mother, Patricia, worked for a power company. She lived in a mobile home in Jacksonville, North Carolina, while her father was in the Marines. But when he struggled for work after the Army, they moved back to Portsmouth, where they lived in a rat-infested shack. Music was the only thing that could take her away. She said, When I was four, I used to sing to my doll babies. They had rotating arms. I used to lift them up and pretend that they were clapping for me. Not only did she grow up in extreme poverty, but she also watched her violent father abuse and beat her mother. Once her father pulled a gun on her mother in front of her, she cried and pleaded for him not to kill her mother. Her uncle who lived next door had to break up the fight, and he did before tragedy struck. But the trauma continued. At the age of eight, she suffered extreme sexual abuse at the hands of her 16-year-old cousin when she was raped. The abuse continued for a year. She wrote to Michael and Janet Jackson on a daily basis, knowing she wanted to be in music. She begged them to help her out of this hell, but neither wrote back. She would later say, I cried every night about that. Now I'm friends with Janet, but sometimes we'll be in a club together and I'll find myself thinking, but you never wrote me back when I needed you. As she became a teen, her father only became even more violent towards her mother, and she begged her to escape and take her too. Finally, they did when she was 14, but they struggled financially. She struggled in school and wrote lyrics all over her bedroom walls, but her mother put up with it knowing she'd been through so much. In school, she formed a girl group, Sista. They approached the producer, Devante Swing, at a hotel and auditioned for him. They were signed to his label, Swing Mob Records. By now, she had finished school, so she moved to New York, but her big break turned out to be anything but as the label folded before Sista's debut album was ever released. The group split up, but she continued writing and producing songs, often working with her childhood friend, the producer Tim Timberland Mosley. Her first hit, That's What Little Girls Are Made Of, for Raven Simone, came in 1993. She then made her first appearance as a feature vocalist in 1996 with a guest verse on Sean Puffy Combs' remix of The Things You Do. It was a song she had co-written for Gina Thompson. Sylvia Rome, the CEO of Electra Entertainment Group, noticed and gave her the opportunity to form her own label, Goldmine. It was on Goldmine that she released her debut album, Super Duba Fly, in 1997, which went platinum. It earned her the accolade of Rap Artist of the Year from Rolling Stone. She continued co-writing and co-producing two songs for Whitney Houston's 1998 album, My Love Is Your Love, and appearing on the Spice Girl Mel B's solo single, I Want You Back. The latter skyrocketed to number one in the UK. We'll be right back after this short break. Now back to our story. The music industry raved about her, with the New Yorker calling her the biggest and blackest female rap star that middle America has ever seen, who had avoided the prevailing stereotypes of the music video 
industry. During the height of the MTV era where women were pandering to men, she was sending a message of female equality. Her personal style included an inflatable bodysuit and oversized shades in the video for The Rain and a red and white spacesuit for Sakatumi. Her next two albums, The Real World in 1999 and Miss E So Addictive in 2001 also went platinum. Later that year, she went to a doctor who told her she had high blood pressure and she dropped 70 pounds. This physical transformation is referred to in her 2002 album, Under Construction. It featured collaborations with TLC, Beyonce, and Jay-Z and broke sales records for a female-led rap album, exceeding 2.1 million copies in the U.S. That year, she won her first Grammy Award for her groundbreaking single, Get Your Freak On. The song combined a stuttering, Indian-inspired tabla beat, which was created by Timbaland after he heard bhangra music while traveling. It was a totally new sound in hip-hop. In 2003, she remixed Madonna's single, American Life, and they performed together with Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera at the MTV Video Music Awards. Her fifth album, This Is Not A Test, delivered the hit singles Pass That Dutch and I'm Really Hot. She then went on to win Grammys for the songs Scream, a.k.a. Itching, in 2003 and Work It in 2004 for her album Under Construction, also in 2004, and for the video for Lose Control in 2006. She helped spark the EDM boom by sampling Cybotron's early techno-classic Clear on the single Lose Control on her album The Cookbook. By 2008, she received shocking news. After experiencing dramatic weight loss, she was diagnosed with Graves' disease, a rare autoimmune disease that attacks the thyroid gland and can manifest in muscular weakness, hair loss, insomnia, and involuntary tremors. She has learned to manage the condition partly through diet and exercise and partly with medication. Because of this, she withdrew from the spotlight for many years, though she continued to write and produce for other artists, including Jennifer Hudson, Monica, Keisha Cole, and Shariah J., one of her protégés on Goldwind. She made guest appearances, too, such as on the remix of Katy Perry's Last Friday Night, TGIF, which went to number one on the Billboard Hot 100 chart in 2011, and her collaboration with Kelly Rowland and Fantasia on the song Without Me received a Grammy nomination in 2013. In an interview with Billboard in 2015, she revealed she had six houses, but few people in her trusted circle of music collaborators. She admitted she still suffers from shyness, with even Timbaland never having seen her record in the studio. I never record in front of anybody, she said. It's just me and my little Yorkies poncho and hoodie. She returned the spotlight in November 2015 with the Pharrell-produced single, WTF, Where They From, considered part of her best work. This riotous, tongue-twisty club banger won praise from the critics, was certified gold in the U.S., and has been streamed more than 61 million times on YouTube. Her single Pep Rally was first aired in February 2016 on an Amazon commercial during the Super Bowl. A few months later, she made a fun appearance with Michelle Obama on James Corden's Carpool Karaoke, where the First Lady began rapping her lyrics. Fashion magazine Days noted the same year, If you love Nicki and Beyonce, it's important to remember the artist who paved the way. She grew up in the Baptist faith and has said that her religious beliefs will always be a large part of her life. She once said that her faith was pivotal in helping her cope with her childhood abuse and subsequent depression. You have to find some kind of peace, she said. I believe in a higher being, and that gives me faith to be strong and go on. Can you guess who this is to a T? 
This is award-winning American rapper, dancer, and music producer, Missy Elliott. Thanks for listening. I am T signing off until next weekend. In the meantime, always remember, you are a shining star. So always go after your dreams.